featuring Jeff Goldblum, everybody, featuring me, Tyler Armstrong. And in the blue corner, coming in at a whopping 44 pounds, Austin Armstrong. Size of your lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Janine. <laughs> you know, it's me. It's me, Janine. Welcome, everybody. Another week's episode of featuring Jeff Goldblum. And we unfortunately have to start out this week. Well, not really on a sad note. It's just, guys, we, uh, we forgot to mention anything about Emily Livingston, Jeff Goldblum's wife, mother to his children, and an Olympic gymnast. We did an Olympic episode last week. We didn't say a word about it. Nope. Blew it I just like yeah. left that right on the table. So, Emily, previously Livingston, now Goldblum, born in 1983, mm. Canadian dancer, aerialist, and contortionist, and retired Olympic rhythmic gym- gymnast. Gymnast. Gymnast? You should have seen those rhythmics. They were gymnast. <laughs> uh,. She moved to Russia when she was 10 years old to train with a Russian rhythmic gymnast team. Wow. Yeah, she's a three-time national champion mm. for Canada for rhythmic gymnastics. What is rhythmic gymnastics exactly? Like with the... No. Twirly stuff? No? <laughs> is it? Rhythmic gymnastics? Maybe. Look it up. Dancing? I don't know. Uh, she also won the Pan American Games in Winnipeg. Uh, she won gold medals and in individual all around. She also competed in the 2000 Summer Olympics in Sydney, Australia. She placed 18th in the individual all around. Oh, wait. It is the stuff with ribbons. What? Also, she's been a du- body double for Rihanna and Emma Stone in La La Land for dance oh, scenes. Nice. So we just wanted to give a quick shout out to Emily. We know you. We love you. Well, now we know you. We're impressed. We're impressed. Well done. All right. On to other news, guys. Mm-hmm. Other news. So I got lots of news. It just depends how we want to play things today. Yeah. Do you want to start high? What, what are we going to play? Well, anything you want. This is jazz, baby. Oh, okay. Um, I'll play the cue chord. Yeah, no, I, I didn't mean play actual music. I <laughs> no. meant. I'm on the egg shaker. You know what? Classic let's start. Since we started off with the corrections corner, let's go from the bottom to the top. Bottom. To, okay, work our way up. Yeah, work our way up in happiness scale. Okay. Mm. So here comes Vibe of the World. Starting at the bottom, working our way to the top. So are we starting with something sad? Ish. But with really good music behind it. Oh. All right. We're in Code Red. Vibe <laughs> of the World, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, that's first, I guess, yeah. if we're going bad to good. Yeah. We're in Code Red with the environment. You want to talk on that, Janine? Yeah. What does Code Red mean exactly? The UN Climate Report warns Code Red for humanity. Is red the worst? Yeah. It usually is. I'm just checking. Yeah, I think it's the worst. An alarming report released today warns that some environmental changes caused by human activity are irreversible, putting billions of people at immediate risk. Masturbating. Uh, how so? Like, we're, they're, people are going to run out of water? Like, that's going down big time. Well, it's the temperatures rising. 1.5 degrees Celsius is like melting everything. And mm-hmm. It's a huge raise. And I think yeah. it's more than the last 800 years or something. Something ridiculous. And um, the ocean, you know, is rising. <laughs> right. And becoming more acidic. They're so saying it's Jeff Bezos' fault. Yeah. Really? What? Yep. I'm just 100% him. Huh. Well, they were actually... they <laughs> Solid fact. <laughs> yep. they, they narrowed it down to like 100 different companies. Just 100 companies worldwide that's like the problem. They're just polluting, polluting too heavily? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm curious what the... Like, what's... And what's, beef is bad. Well, yeah. All that methane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, gas, well, oil, all water. that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, Volvo's going all electric. 
Nice. A bunch yeah. of cars are, yeah. yeah. A bunch of companies are doing that. Trying to push that. That's good. So and if we're going to continue. Really bad, yeah, go for it. Um, almonds? Oh, yeah, they it takes take like, so much takes water. It takes 50 gallons of water or something to make yeah. an almond or even more. Yeah. Christ. And then coffee is really bad. Yeah. Well, okay. Cows, too. In general, speaking of cows, they drink tons and eat tons of food mm-hmm. and eat tons of water. We only get X amount of meat out so of it. So here's one. Yeah. You ready, guys? That's yeah. bad. I mean, we're working bad to good, so this is funny, but it's also tragic. Ready? Okay, let's hear it. Three injured after ice barg wall collapses at Titanic Museum attraction. Oh my god! <laughs> Three people were injured by an iceberg yes. at a Titanic Museum. <laughs> yes. I mean, poor them. Yeah. Uh, the iceberg wall collapsed. The extent of their injuries is unknown at the time, but they were on their little boat looking at the iceberg. They went up to look at it closer, and it collapsed on top of them, and they crushing said, them under the iceberg. I'll never let go, Jack. Yeah. yeah. Other people made it to safety. They they uh, told them that the little red rider wagon they're using to carry them out didn't have enough room for for one of the males. <laughs> 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 so if we're still doing this weird ass uh, bad to good, then uh, two brothers were killed by a train in Charlotte, where they're mourning their third brother who was struck at the same spot the week before by the same train. What? Uh- so these guys, uh, their their third brother was killed by the Lynx Blue Line light rail on Tuesday morning in South Charlotte. And then a week later, they conducted a mor- memorial for him in the middle of the tracks in the exact same spot he was killed. And as they were performing the memorial, the train came and killed them both as well. Why Does would they do it in like the middle of the tracks? Yeah, yeah, it's insane. There's, I mean, who... Does it on the train tracks? Yeah. <laughs> it's just. I mean, I can't I guess, even. <laughs> I guess they killed two birds with one stone, though, because they had a memorial for them that day, too, I guess. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that was cold. <laughs> yeah, pretty cold. All right, you ready for. Something. We're going to go. We're getting lighter. Yeah. So, uh, a, an Olympic cameraman who uh, was filming the field hop- hockey game. Uh, let me see which field hockey game it was in the Tokyo Olympics. It was Argentina's game. They're holding the lead over uh, Spain. Spain. Argentina and Spain. Ooh. So uh, the game is going on. They've been filming the game for over an hour now, right? And in the last five minutes of the game, uh, literally what they call the dying minutes with a field hockey match between Argentina and Spain with Argentina up in the lead, the cameraman turns... And very, very artistically starts just filming a cockroach. <laughs> and everybody is not seeing the game anymore. They're just seeing live stream from Tokyo. This cockroach running up and down in the stadium. And the dude does it for five minutes solid. Turns back to the game just, just as it's finishing. And nobody has any idea what so this the was, hell they're watching. Was this was this worldwide? Yeah, on this TV? is like a Twitter like, blaze of people like uh, Olympic athletes competing at a high level, not interested. Cockroach waddling? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And then yeah, someone else tweeting that who knew the roach got so much screen time. Yeah. Five minutes. I thought maybe he like panned over to No, it. no, he just totally I mean, it, in the picture, it's like he did like a blur behind it. It's very in yeah, focus. Yeah, it's very like, artistic. Yeah. Cockroach. <laughs> uh, so a Los Angeles air traffic controller uh, calls to one of the flights in the air to warn them that the jetpack guy is back. He's been a problem in the past? Uh, I suppose so. Uh, the FBI is investigating uh, what a commercial airline pilot said might have been an airborne person with a jetpack wow. high in the busy skies right around LAX. It's Bezos. It's got to be. And uh, the radio call, in quotes, is a possible jetpack man in sight <laughs> around 6.12 p.m. Uh, does, it say, does it say how high in the he air He was 5,000 feet oh, wow. in the air. Wow. And yeah. out of an abundance of caution, air traffic con- controllers alerted all the pi- pilots in the vicinity. Use caution. The jetpack guy is back. Did you see a UFO? Or was that just the jetpack guy? We're looking. We don't see Iron Man yet. <laughs> radio traffic coming in. We don't see Iron Man yet. That's good. Maybe yeah. it was a bad day to quit sniffing glue. Right. Um, so, in order, going better now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, 
geneticists are trying to learn more about arachnids, especially the daddy long leg, uh, because it's the only species of its type that has legs that long. So they tweaked the genome code and made a daddy short legs. Hot. For nice. all those little guys out there. Love it. There now exists a daddy short legs. Uh, they're still not dangerous. They still will fall on you in the shower and freak you out. <laughs> um, they're saying that... Why? Why did they make it? They want to sequence the genome that changes the way the legs happen so that they can then eventually use it in humans to solve more complex problems. With but the short legs. Is, Yeah, specifically <laughs> short leg problems. Yeah. So... They want to be able to give you a booster shot and then you'll be six foot four in two weeks. Mm -hmm. That's scary. And unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're actually looking to see how genes rise to novel features in arachnids, uh, pinchers, fangs, legs, etc. So they can figure out how to genetically engineer spider people. Can I? Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. Is that all you got on spiders? Because that goes straight into my Let's story. Do your thing. Yeah. Crabs. Crabs. Yeah, they're kind of spider-ish. Well, yeah. this crab is... A spider crab? Because those are a thing. No, it's a horseshoe crab. And apparently they're more closely... They're more, like, structured like a spider than a regular crab. Huh. Yeah. Um, but horseshoe crabs have blue blood, and it's vital for testing, apparently. They're aliens. Mm -hmm. And they've been around for 450 million years. Holy crap. And their blood is so useful because uh, it enables scientists to create vaccines that help humans fend off everything from migraines to melanomas and most recently COVID. And, uh, but we've made a dent in their population because we're using them so much. Oh, no. Yeah. And yeah, they predate dinosaurs. Um, they're oversized helmet-shaped shells, which can grow as big as 20 inches. And wow, 20 inch crab's huge. Yeah. That's insanely huge. And it says anatomically they're more like spiders than crustaceans, and they fluoresce under ultraviolet light. Oh, so they glow up. Mm -hmm. They glow up. They glow, they glow right up. up. Yeah. Where are they? Where are they? Are they all over? Where? I don't know. So I can't say I've ever heard of those here. Horseshoe crabs? Interesting. Yeah. We're looking they at almost look like a stingray. Yeah, but yeah. a crab and a stingray had a baby. Yeah. I was expecting, like, big, long legs. It doesn't look like they have any legs. They're probably under that shell. They're, They're under that shell. Yeah, like, yeah. They're all under that shell. Yeah. Probably tiny it looks, legs. It kind of reminds me of the face sucker from Alien. Yeah. But without it looks the a legs. lot like the face sucker from Alien. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, in other news, Rihanna is officially a billionaire. Yep. Really? And she is officially the most wealthy and financially secure female musician in the world at the moment. Mm -hmm. Really? And oh, at the moment. Not of all time, though. Uh, well, of all time right now. Like, yeah. with inflation and everything, yeah. Beats Oprah as... for No, sorry. Oprah's higher, yeah. but Oprah's only higher as a non-musician. So as an entertainer, gotcha. it's still Oprah. Rihanna is creeping up on her. Yeah. And supposedly it's, it's the uh, style thing she's doing too on the side her her clothing lingerie line mm -hmm. and everything else on top of the music makes her officially a billionaire and the richest female musician on planet earth wow good for her right in other news uh british coronavirus vaccine developer sarah gilbert who worked on the vaccine that we're all taking now pfizer moderna everything was made into a barbie doll hell yeah <laughs> yep uh, Barbie released a line of female role models. They started doing this in 2015 because they did a study and found that most uh, mothers fear most who their daughters will idolize as they grow up, mm -hmm. not wanting to be these fake Barbie doll people. So they started mm -hmm. making Barbie dolls of uh, women in different career paths to prove that women can do anything, scientists, what have you. And this is our first vaccinologist Barbie doll. Nice. Uh, he's a little cuter in the doll, uh, but she gets uh, she she's hoping that Sarah Gilbert is hoping that this tells girls that there is a career for them in science. They can go on to be Hell super yeah. rad and famous. Uh, and in other good news, the crouching tiger, hidden dragon star. Tell me. I'm telling you. What was his name? His name. 
is unimportant. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, his name is Chow Yun-Fat. He's very famous in a bunch of movies, but uh, most famously, main guy from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. He has six point or 5.6 billion net worth, and he's donating all of it to charity. Oh, yeah. Saying, the money's not mine. I'm only keeping it safe for the time being. Expressing that money's not the source of happiness. My dream is to be happy and a normal person. The hardest thing in life is not about how much money you earn, but how to keep a peaceful mindset and live the rest of your life in a simple and carefree manner. Wow. So he is, yeah, dumping his whole fortune into uh, different charities around the world. Curious what they are. Uh, They're all (laughs) (laughs) dog-related. The only thing everyone can't be mad about. So, uh, in other funny news, uh, the rapper Vanilla Ice is back. He's tried so much stuff. Oh, just wait what he's trying next. He's throwing us quite the curveball this time. Because Vanilla Ice decided... Uh, he's a horse racing super fan and he's long been fascinated with the mystery surrounding this Irish stallion. It's one of sports strangest crimes. Uh, <laughs> crimes? Yeah. Uh, the horse got stolen? So there is a race horse um, in Ireland that raced in England. Uh, won some awards. Everything was going good and then somebody went and took him uh robbed him from the owner and they still to this day don't know who did it i guess eventually they gave up the chase on finding this horse um and then randomly a few years later after sending ransom notes and all these things to no avail the horse shows back up at the stable again and they're saying the IRA, which is like an Irish military group they think was involved and now it's become this huge mystery over who actually took the horse. When was this? When they brought it back. Uh, It's in the 90s. Yeah. So Vanilla Ice has decided to take up the mantle and has a seven seven podcast mini-series about Shurga, the Irish racing horse, and its disappearance. (laughs) So someone probably stole it bred the horse with yeah. another horse and tried to make more racing horses? I don't know. Maybe. Very I mean, they just kind of wanted money, I think. Another horse news. Uh, in the Olympics, uh, many of the horses fell shirt, sh- shirt short. <laughs> a, uh, a sumo statue's big butt was scaring the horses from doing one of the final jumps at the Olympics. Every, uh, every little jumping point had a different culture and different you know, decoration at it. One of which was a very realistic, oh yeah, uh, giant sumo man with his butt facing where the horses jump, and horses were not having it. <laughs> they would jump all the other ones, come up to that one, and move away. So they actually were trying to figure out how to finish off uh, effectively who wins the race because so many horses refused to jump. Oh my god! When they saw all that junk in that trunk. Interesting. That's funny. Mm. I mean, he does kind of look like he's set and ready to tackle. So the horse is like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not jumping that one. That guy looks real mad. So you guys ready for Kinder News? Yeah, usually. I should have done the Barbies Kinder News, huh? Oh, whatever. Is it whatever, though? Uh, no, it's fine. I might need a corrections corner. <laughs> <sighs> Shit. Again. I'm having a lot of those lately. In life? Yeah. <laughs> guys, Mattel making Barbie dolls of inspiring women including an astronaut also nice. uh, female astronaut uh, I think they did uh, Frida Kahlo mm. they're doing a Britney Spears one nice they're gonna run through the ringer I don't know about the Britney Spears one I was just kind of hoping actually uh, yeah that I'd might be, be a correction corner next week too. Uh, anyway Rihanna has one nice um, but that should have been a kinder news and that's on us we're sorry we are sorry I'm not. I'm uh, not really part of it. Ricky, Gary, forgive us. <sighs> Ricky, sorry guys. Ricky Lee. Oh, um, but I do so have a fun. Does Gary listen with like one of his best friends? Come on, Ricky, we're listening. <laughs> I do have a fun Kinder news though to make it up to you guys. Let's hear it. All right. We should probably change the music though. Yeah. For Kinder news. <laughs>
So, there's a podcast out there for children called uh, A Million Bazillion, where they teach kids uh, about money, how money works, why we pay for things. Uh, it also teaches them much other things, but uh, this stream of like young learning podcasts has started to like catch wind and become a thing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the same writers filmed or didn't film, but recorded a separate <laughs> podcast based on scientific research called Does It Fart? Where they go through every single animal in the animal kingdom, and this list is gigantic, and goes through whether it farts or not. <laughs> Starting with African wild dogs. Any self-respecting canine does, is what they write in the notes. Nice. Uh, American badgers can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, molluses don't fart. Mm. Uh, they think it's a question of inking. But there are some odd ones in the list that don't fart. Uh, one of which, sloths. Sloths? Really? Sloths do not fart. Sloths have such a slow digestive system, and based on their diet and their slow digestive system, there's never a need for a sloth to fart because they digest so absolutely slowly. Mm. What they do say, though, is uh, the fumes that come out of their mouth is what the scientists in this thing are calling fart breath. (laughs) Because all of that odor has to release somewhere, and since they're not, their metabolism doesn't allow them to expel it from their anus, they expel it from their mouth. I hear that they're just really stinky in general. Yeah, because they have their fart out of their mouths. (laughs) Or they breathe fart air out of their mouths, specifically. Imagine how long it would take a sloth to bathe. I mean, come on. Well, they swim. Um, birds? They? Yeah. Birds Very don't slowly. fart either. Birds don't fart? Birds well, don't fart. They poop, but they don't fart. Well, they just have that one hole. Yeah. The cloaca or whatever it's called. Cloaca. Cloaca. Yeah, they were saying that cloaca. if there was gas in a bird's intestinal tract, they would think there's something very strange going on because they don't fart parrots sometimes emit fart like sounds like uh when you're giving a raspberry on somebody's tummy (laughs) uh but they also release gassy buildup from their mouth not a burp just they release a nasty you know have you ever been in a person's house who owns a bird no Mm, yeah they're gross yeah all they do is eat and poop well so does every other animal but yeah yeah uh, they are saying in this as well that squirrel-based farts are the worst. <laughs> squirrel-based farts. Squirrel-based farts. This is science. This is science. This is a million bazillion kids' science. They're trying to get kids involved in learning science things. So they built this huge, I mean, this database is ridiculously big, listing everything that doesn't fart. Clams don't fart. I can see Spiders. That. Mm-hmm. They don't know. They assume yes, but it's never been proven that a spider farts. Mm, that's my new mission. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I can't say I've ever seen a spider poop. Yeah. Uh, they have unicorns on the list, too, and can confirm glitters and rainbows as soft-serve ice cream comes out of a unicorn's ass, according does, to this study. Does it actually say that? It does. Um, I'm thinking that one's just for fun. <laughs> I, I bet it's real. I... Um, my sister met this girl at a party once who very sincerely thought that unicorns were just extinct. What? Yeah. <laughs> and she was, at, you know, they're all in their mid to late 20s. And she was positive that unicorns were and real. She just thought that they were extinct. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I guess you could. If you never. No. I mean. No. Yes. Well, no. There's sure a lot of no. history behind them. Mm-mm. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to take you guys uh, to the very top of the mountain for a second to talk about something uh, I found, which is unique and interesting. Is it a ready? long walk? It's a pretty long walk. It's the tallest mountain on Earth. Mm. Mm, okay. Uh, mount Everest. This article is called Peak Poop. <laughs> the feces problem on Everest needs a solution i guess there's a real theme today mm-hmm. farts and yeah poop. we went with farts and poop theme today yeah you're welcome guys <laughs> really knocking down the farts and poop theme today so 
Uh, grand views of the Himalayas as far as the eye can see, but if you are hiking on Mount Everest, there is a very likely chance that you're standing in dried up human crap left by the person who pitched the tent the night before. And that crap stays frozen up there for about seven or eight years. Oh, oh gosh. Gross. Uh, it's littered all over that largest peak because... Uh, well, they only have like four campsites through the pass that you can go through. And in those four campsites, lots of campers come through and there's no way to uh, bury their excrement given wow. the icy terrain. And there's no way that they're going to doggy bag it and bring it back with them. So it's just there a poop, a mountain of poop. Uh, oh, that's gross. And eventually that poop dissolves into the mountain so it takes some time uh four decades earlier edmund hillary tenzing norgay is the name of the little kiwi toy i have tenzing norgay mm -hmm. they were the first to climb the mountain uh in 1953 and since then 20 years later you have just decades of shit of similar people trying to do the same thing uh 700 climbers go up almost weekly to try and take on the mountain whoa and they're saying that the problem is that shit freezes at about eight thousand meters up and basically uh as the snow melts throughout the year and that ice runs down to uh. the other camps and down to the bottom everyone's just drinking old shit Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's the solution? They Don't stop going there? <laughs> yeah, the first off. was yeah. an out-of-sight, out-of-mind sort of thing. Uh, but they're saying people have been lazy, and something has to change at this point, because at this point, it's a danger to people's health to keep having this shit coming down the mountain there in droves. There was something... I read earlier in quarantine where people were going to Everest to clean up stuff. Yeah, they're trying to set up little cleanup stations to help, mm -hmm. uh, but they're saying every year it's poopier. Yeah. And they dig holes to try and bury it, and then the ice melts, and everybody in the camps gets sick every year because oh, they they're. <clears throat> it's actually contaminating the water that bad. Huh? Yep. Oh my gosh. Ew. Yeah. Farts and poop, guys. It's gonna, Love it. They're going to have to change the name pretty soon. You want to take a quick commercial break while we got a chance? Sure, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Any right. new bands you guys are listening to? Uh, she's been showing me music videos today. Mm -hmm. What we listen to? Well, just like, you know, what's out? What's hot? What's Janine, hot? what is hot? <laughs> I like Normani Wildside. You know yeah. what I've been listening to lately? What? That's pretty hot. Prince. Hell oh, yeah. his new album came out. Yeah. Prince Ooh, has a what? bunch of B-sides that yeah. finally got released They're that supposedly are really good. They're really good. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. I'm super stoked on it. Yeah, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Screw hey, everything else we're listening Prince to. Prince just slaps. I know. It's so good. I just, I, you know, I just have a soft spot for listening to pop in my kitchen and dancing. Till you break your neck. Till I break my neck. Yeah, so what happened there? <laughs> Explain. Don't be I, shy. There's a song that Beyonce has a specific dance move. You guys can't see her, but she has this huge neck brace and she's just looking <laughs> yeah. on. She's got two black she's on eyes. A stretcher. I'm on a stretcher. <laughs> I'm on my deathbed, but I had to do the podcast. Yeah. Um, Commitments. No, yeah. Beyonce just has this song where she flips her hair around a bunch and then claps above her head. Like then, a helicopter? Yeah, like a helicopter. Uh, like that. I and like I was, that. And I was doing that in my kitchen. And then I woke up. Were you up by yourself? Room. Yep. Nice. <laughs> Making breakfast, just helicoptering. Mm hmm. <laughs> it reminded me to never have you make me breakfast. Why? There's probably hair all over it. No, <laughs> I'm not going to get hair in your food. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So are you okay, though? 
Yeah, I just was sore. Did you do Beyonce proud? Yes. Okay, that's Good. all that matters. That's really all that matters yeah. in the end. She that's called me up. She was like, hey, Jay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dan. You're like, hey, B. Hey, B. Well, I wanted to take you guys down a little history path. Are you good? Oh, okay. In the medicine realm. Not super modern, but something I think we take for granted. Okay. And the story behind it. So this story is going to be the fight between Dr. Henry Heimlich and the Red Cross over his namesake, Heimlich Maneuver. Oh, yeah. Love it. I've actually had really good luck just pounding people in the back. Well, that was the way, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, 1974, uh, he, Dr. Henry Heimlich was a successful thoracic surgeon. He was in his 50s. Uh, he was the first one of the first, at least for American doctors, to perform uh, a damaged esophagi operation successfully. He became the head surgeon of Cincinnati's Jewish pop population. No hospital. They did all the Jews in Cincinnati went to him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he, he worked at Cincinnati's Jewish hospital. Uh, he was looking for a simple method anyone could do when they were choking. Uh, and so he started experimenting with beagles. Beagles? Beagles. Hmm. beagles. Uh, he realized that when he pushed upward on a beagle's diaphragm compressing its lungs did he own beagles is that why i guess it doesn't say why <laughs> he did beagles abuse? yeah maybe um it's probably before that was a thing well i i guess he's putting something in the beagle's throat lodging it and then unlodging it again so yeah definitely animal abuse I wonder how many God. beagles he killed yeah. uh so he, by compressing the beagle's lungs a tube in the dog's throat became dislodged allowing it to breathe normally again uh he knew a peer-reviewed medical journal, and he knew that it would take too long to get published his own way, so he just kind of crowdsourced his own research. So for the 1974 issue of the journal Emergency Medicine, he wrote an article called Pop Goes the Cafe Coronary. What? Uh, explaining to people how to do, quite literally, the uh, Heimlich Maneuver for and people choking on food. Our new album name. The Heimlich Maneuver? No, no Pop, Pop Goes, goes the Cafe Coronary. <laughs> Pop Goes the, the Cafe, Cafe Coronary. So Ch Chicago Daily News runs this article, uh, and then people all over the U.S. start running this article. Uh, and then the American Medical Association, in this journal, coins the term the Heimlich Maneuver. <laughs> but the American Red Cross, a well-respected authority on the issues, said... Uh, this is a mistake. You can't do that. They didn't see enough evidence to replace the official anti-choking recommendation, which is five blows to the back. Five blows to the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Heimlich continued on his own, kind of becoming a celebrity doctor in his own right, going on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson to demonstrate the maneuver on Angie Dickinson. So did they make he, did they make him choke and then yeah sold posters and t-shirts showing the Heimlich maneuver weird and uh, telling I... people that backslaps are ineffective with clearing a windpipe. What year was this again? 1974. I gotta ask my parents if they remember this. Yeah, and he's saying the backslaps could potentially actually lodge things further into people's throats, uh, blocking the airway even more so in 1982 he uh went to the surgeon general and told him that the heimlich maneuver is the only way that you could save choking victims it took 11 years from that point for them to agree that the heimlich maneuver is the way for choking victims although uh heimlich then kind of goes downhill a bit uh starting in the 80s he started saying that <laughs> The drowning victims, you should use the Heimlich maneuver on too. The, oh. If people aren't hearing well, they should use the Heimlich maneuver. What? Uh, he started putting into all sorts of different uh, emergencies, including people with asthma. And the Red Cross jumped in to say, no, this is a, a bad yeah. idea. Then Heimlich goes on to perform what he calls malaria therapy studies in China and Africa, where he and his team infected AIDS patients with malaria, oh. hoping to oh. increase their body temperature, uh, which would jumpstart the immune system to cure their AIDS. 
and everyone said this is way too dangerous and not rooted in scientific fact and in fact a violation of human rights yeah uh but heimlich used hollywood connections during the aids epidemic to fundraise including twenty five thousand dollars from jack nicholson whoa well we knew he was uh, and then guy, he got though. an an episode in the 1995 chicago hope all related to this topic uh heimlich is still alive he's 95 years old he believes that cancer lyme disease and aids could all be cured by malaria therapy uh and his son peter heimlich uh, started sending letters to the media accusing his father of falsifying studies and warning the public about the danger of using Heimlich maneuver for drowning victims or using malaria therapy yeah. at for oh. drowning victims. That's crazy. Uh, at Heimlich's request, they also removed the phrase Heimlich maneuver from all Red Crosses as of 2006, and now it's considered the ab- abdominal thrust. Abdominal thrust. Which I believe they do in Rocky Horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really drives them insane. Yeah. That was the pelvic thrust, but still. Yeah, good enough. (laughs) Uh, I didn't know he was such a crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, To this day, though, the Heimlich Maneuver is the main method for saving people who are choking. Have you guys ever experienced that? Yeah, Austin's done it to me a couple times. I've been on both ends, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, It's the fourth leading cause of injury and death in uh, the world. Choking or the Heimlich Maneuver? Choking. Oh, uh, no one still knows to this day if back blows or abdominal thrusts are more effective at saving a choking victim. It depends on what item is lodged in their throat, how big, and how deep that item is. <laughs> uh, but uh, Red Cross to this, still, to this day still says do five blows to the back first and uh, abdominal thrusts only after those back blows are not effective, repeating the process until the victim cops up that errant piece of hot dog. I mean, I just always think of Mrs. Doubtfire. Did you guys hear uh, Trump's making cards? No. Like Hallmark cards? No, he's making Trump cards. Ugh. Quite literally. They're like credit cards, but they say, make America great again. I'm a Trump supporter. I'll be a Trump supporter till I die that he's trying to get his supporters to carry around with them so we can all actively see who the fuck is insane do you think he's gonna run again in 24 yeah i think he's gonna run again i don't think it'll go well i hope we learned a lesson i hope we learned yeah Mm, i don't know business cards maga business cards is a little far yeah so also a little far in north ogden utah uh people are uh, hammocking all the way up at the top of (laughs) this top of power lines what um, they're climbing the towers and setting up hammocks across the power lines, which uh, authorities are saying can carry 75,000 kilovolts of power and can jump line to line and definitely kill them. And uh, now the sheriff's office is teaming up with the Rocky Mountain Power to conduct patrols to keep people from climbing and setting up hammocks in the power lines. Whoa. That is just absolutely that's stupid. like a recipe for more darwin awards yeah yeah pretty insane they're telling people to please let your children know that it is in fact uh unsafe to yeah. hang a hammock in power lines and hang out in it they're probably so smart too they're probably using metal carabiners to clip themselves <laughs> in. <laughs> oh my gosh that's crazy mm-hmm. and then a little bit of local news uh oh, okay right next door in san jose uh, doubts grow about inflatable Christmas trees rolls in the hospital's COVID outbreak. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so supposedly, uh, to lead everybody into the story, uh, a dude who is seemingly may have had COVID, uh, but didn't know it was a doctor or a nurse at this hospital. And he put on an inflatable Christmas tree suit to try and, uh, raise morale raise morale for the folks working in there they're saying though that because that inflatable suit had a big fan in the back that was blowing all his hot air from his mouth all over everybody it could have caused a massive outbreak uh now they're saying was he tested positive Ah, uh, yes. Oh, okay. So he was nice. just like a super spreader. Solid choice. Yeah. yeah. But now, eight months later, Kaiser Permanente has indicated that uh, the festively dressed worker who unwittingly contracted the virus is not likely the sole source, which mm. is good. But if you could see this picture of uh, a dude on the news in an inflatable outfit looking very, very guilty, 
it's uh looking <laughs> very very it's guilty pretty goddamn beautiful <laughs> um, I, I just don't like was this before covid the outbreak was like a big thing because i mean he obviously wasn't wearing a mask no, he was wearing a full inflatable suit and covered his whole body. He was a giant Christmas tree. But the yeah, fan know, but from the back. Yeah, but he thought he didn't have to wear a mask because he had that suit on. Yeah, seems Probably. that way. Yeah. No. Smart guy for a doctor. Yeah, another local news. A woman drives off Westcliff after a stranger opens the passenger door to her car, thinking that it was his wife's car, which turns out was parked right next to it. It was the same make and model, and the dude opened the car door, and the woman hit the gas and rolled backwards, not even rolled, gunned it backwards off of the lighthouse cliff. Oh my God. Off of West Cliff and down the cliffside. Wait, cl- close to the lighthouse? Yeah, well, the other guy's standing there going like, babe? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a normal spot where people go to get super high, clearly. Is she okay? Uh, she only suffered a foot injury, okay. but they had to use the cranes of life to get her back up oh the cliff gosh. again because she went... Straight back out of the parking lot, over the grass, down the cliff. Oh, like and past, away. like past the lighthouse. How old yeah, was way. she? She was in her forties. Okay. Wow. Dang. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, someone op- strangers opening your car door is never fun, but you can just be like, no, maybe, no, 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 no. Maybe she had like an experience in the past that really yeah. startled her. Or she was really it. stoned. Yeah, that's my thought. Is like this this lady was fucking high. Because <laughs> to be able to hit your gas and back up and then hit the curb, and then continue onto the grass and then hit the median, like blocking you from going over the cliff and then going over the cliff itself yeah, and busting oh through the fence gosh. and everything. It's like that is talent, my friend. That is like an extreme lack of awareness of your surroundings. Oh my gosh! Or she was just terrified and yeah. startled. Yeah. The adrenaline, she just stomped on that yeah. gas pedal and just held Lynch. on for dear life. Yeah. yeah. And that poor dude. The guys just watching like, all that happen, be like, oh, my bad. It's actually this car. <laughs> <laughs> this person goes off the cliff. I wonder, yeah, if, the, I wonder there, if the dude stuck around. Or is there any, uh, like, legal repercussions? Like, what? Like, it's I an accident. I, I don't think it so. It's 100% an accident. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's there's no, uh, they don't check in with the dude. Go <laughs> yeah. yeah. open the door. We're going to check in. We're going to find him yeah. an interview. Yeah, we're going to find him. Yeah. We'll ask him if he likes Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, start there. Be start like, there so. and work our way to the woman he almost killed. Mm-hmm. What we'll exciting, do, right? Uh, instead of a bad to good, we'll do a good to bad. Mm-hmm. I like the the bad to good. Yeah, it ends on a high note. Yeah. I think we, I mean, I just ended on a low note. Was again. That, yeah, I was going to say that was the best news. <laughs> well, you know, she I mean, survived. She just had a foot injury. It was entertaining. Yeah. She's, She's fine. Definitely She's fine. I wonder, like, does her car insurance cover her? I doubt it. (laughs) Yeah. Someone tried to break into my car and I floored it off a cliff. (laughs) It's an interesting claim. Yeah. I really want to be, like, I want to interview the guy who gets the insurance company claim. It's like some dude opened my door and I just gunned it backwards off a cliff. Oh, backwards. Yeah, backwards. Huh. She went in reverse. Yeah, someone tried to get in she cranked it into reverse and just went no and floored it and didn't think about like turning and then going straight onto the road she just decided go backwards as fast as you can yep hmm this dude's probably really nice too dude that's wild (laughs) (laughs) poor buddy um well anything else in the news yeah given that we're dealing with climate change right now uh the national center of meteorology in dubai uh has found a new way to make it rain by shooting uh, oh, yeah. laser beam shooting drones at clouds to generate artificial rainfall. While blaring Little Wayne at the same time. Yep. You want to give us a taste of that? I make it rain on them hoes. There <laughs> it is. Um, I had something weird to talk about. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Dubai... Dubai what, only they, gets four, say, like, four inches of rain annually in Dubai. Farming is super difficult. Uh, they import 80% of their food. And now they're at like 125 degrees Fahrenheit, sweltering oh temperatures. So uh, they're doing what sim- something similar to what they call cloud seeding. They did uh, in 1923 to combat super long droughts during mm-hmm. during the Dust Bowl, where you crush up silver iodide uh, that was used in photography at the time in the 20s uh, to help create water clusters in the air that would then you know make rain happen. Uh, they've 
they now have nine rain enhancement projects, uh, which cost about fifteen million total. Most of them cloud seeding, but this one, uh, saying the drone technology, and they don't know how drone technology works, and now people are afraid it's going to do the opposite. It's going to stimulate the cloud so much that it just rains to the point of flooding. Oh my god! Yeah, it's not, yeah, that could be bad. But lasers, so la- if you shoot a laser into a cloud, it'll make it rain. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So there, uh, Bill Gates is now getting involved to try and see if he can uh, put his best people on doing a sunlight dimming technology. So basically, it's going to be a giant hand that goes in the sky <laughs> like yeah. around three o'clock and is like, mm, everybody squints. And they're like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and it just covers the shoot sky. a giant Windows emblem over the sun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just between the hours of like 2.15 and like 4. 445 yeah. or something. You'll know, you know it comes out because it goes do do Yeah. <laughs> and, and now the new Windows version where they're saying like, this will just take a moment. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's a loading screen for two hours while mm-hmm. we protect us from the sun. Exactly. <laughs> that's how it's going <laughs> to The little swirly guy yeah. up there loading the whole time. That's, you know, that sucks for Dubai, man. That's crazy. Well, yeah. this is like... I mean, it sucks for us right now, too. Water's... All the reservoirs are drying up. This is kind of climate... Um, related because it's awful rich people being awful and rich. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah, so it's saying that um, rich people of the Hamptons have a new problem, even richer people. Uh, and um, <laughs> what a problem to have, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, things are happening there, like $88 for a lobster meal instead of like whatever the standard 65. is. 65. Yes, I, I would say thirty-five, but I'm more yeah. of a red in the Hampton, guy. In the Hamptons, though, it's probably fifty bucks at least. Six hundred dollar Uber rides between Hamlets. Yeah. Oh my God, I want to be an Uber driver over there. Yeah. Seven thousand dollar bar bills. Seven thousand dollar bar bills. That's. Jesus, that's pretty Christ. crazy. Yeah. I mean, imagine the places that people are going. And then some rich people there like one of them said there's so much money now it's nauseating i'm a one percenter but i bear no resemblance to these people so <laughs> they gotta go to the dive bars yeah, yeah like well, i mean why wouldn't they just get connected know, to their roots again find a new bar yeah yeah you, you find gotta find your monties your joes you gotta find your yeah i don't think they have monties and joes at uh in the hamptons, in the hamptons. oh god maybe you imagine how popular it would yeah. be though it's hilarious <laughs> yeah i want to i'm gonna go put a log see cabin how the other yeah. half lives yeah austin's log cabin in the hamptons yep can only fit about uh, maybe 100 people tops so. tm 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 we're doing it we're mm-hmm. making featuring jeff goldblum's side project is austin's log cabin in the hamptons <laughs> yeah perfect see how much money we make in one month and then we're closing the business yeah and if yeah. we make a ton of money then it's our new studio for the podcast mm-hmm. yeah i'll have a bunch of taxidermied animals everywhere and stuff i'm, I'm gonna start working at the paperwork now nice we're gonna have to rent something from one of these uber rich in the hamptons though so we're going to have to really mark up those drinks to be able to cover rent in <laughs> yeah. that one month that we do this. Yeah. It's a $7, well, I think I think, uh, I think it'll be fine because we can open it and then we can all Uber drive people home afterwards. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. double, a double dip. Yeah. yeah. I like that. And then, yeah, we can be a really low end hotel too. So they could be like, oh, I'm too drunk. So I'm going to sleep in this shithole tonight because it's so cool to be young and hip. Yeah. And it'll still be a $6,999 bar, bar tab, but, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You know, the rich love to save a dollar. And we have to have pickled eggs. Oh, yeah. Like bocce caviar. Caviar. Well, I don't know. No, but they, they're trying to go low key. Yeah, but they don't know that caviar is not in every bar. So we're just going to buy salmon eggs that you fish with and tell them it's caviar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just, yeah, I think that's right. I've never we, seen this big red caviar. <laughs> I think we got it. I think it's nailed. Yeah. It's nailed. I like it. I'm in. All right. We're, I... we're moving. As Everybody. long as I get to wear crazy outfits, I'm in. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you're gonna be you're gonna be dressed as a log. <laughs> the log ladies will be the servers. That <laughs> they're all dressed as logs. Yeah. So we're starting this business, but I'm just a fucking server. Yeah, yeah we're all partners. partners. Okay, if we're all. Servers. Oh, we're all in it together. Yeah. yeah. That's just I, bar- I mean, bartenders. For. I guess is a more proper term. I mean, okay. and owners. As opposed to log lady. <laughs> log lady. <laughs> Come see your log lady. Come see your log lady. <laughs> I like yeah. this idea. Mm-hmm. I'm actually warming up to it. I'll dress as a stump. Oh, love and it. And I'll be a twig. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Maybe you should twig, and he should stump, and I should log. Sure. Just yeah. for the look of it. I'll dress as a lumberjack, and you can be a log. What do I get to be? And 
You'll be an X? Yeah, you can be the X. <laughs> Cut it up. Yeah. Uh, like we we can't we can't not talk about the baby being a super huge piece of shit. Yeah. Right. So he bas- I I didn't wasn't really in the loop. He basically came out as like a gigantic homophobe. Well, right? he said a lot of things about I believe at a concert he stated that he thanked his concert goers for not having AIDS mm-hmm. at his concert. And he what? said the F word and the N word a lot. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Wow. It was really bad, in fact. Yeah. Uh, Elton John has since uh, sworn him off, so the rest of us have to too, because Elton John owns the media. And no. Um, <laughs> Is that how that works? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Dua Lipa, because it's her song. Is, mm. Yeah. Levitate she, has the baby in it. Yeah, and she mm. like was like, I have nothing to do with this. I don't know about him. Like, And then she did a thing with Elton John. What are they saying? What? Huh? Oh, Elton's not singing anymore. No, I don't think they were singing. I think they were just saying, like, hey, this guy's a homophobe, and, you know. Got it. Yeah, stig- Elton retired his, his voice to a young Scottish uh, impersonator. Yeah, oh, and all his outfits. The other thing and about... all his outfits is rad. I got to see it a few years ago. The other thing about DaBaby is that he released an apology, and then he got signed on for a concert or something, and he took down his apology after two days. And I'm like, you suck. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that was good. Two yeah. days. Two days. Enough for being. We still have the thank you firefighters stuff up all over town. It's been what, a year? Yeah. Coming up on a year, August sixteenth. This mm-hmm. one. But... Oh boy, everybody's still okay. I mean, kind of. Not a bunch really. Of places are on fire right now. Yeah. So. Yikes. Well, this got once again. We went down this weird. It's been a hard year to be funny in, guys. Let's just <laughs> let's be real for a second. It's been a really hard year to be funny. Yeah, if you're suffering out there... 15 months of funny is tough when <laughs> things outside look so bleak. People are dying. Houses are burning down. Yeah. It hasn't rained. Oddly enough, this song is called Raining Again. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you're ever feeling down, email us. Podcast at gmail.com. We'll send you a nice message. We'll send you a nice message from one of us. Very uplifting. We'll bring you on the podcast. Yeah. We'll we'll talk it through. And if it's super sad, we'll probably edit it because this is a comedy podcast. But we'll, <laughs> we're there for you. Yeah. Or we'll just laugh at your pain. Depending on how funny it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah. you have funny pain, email us. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you got something really weird going on, like you like you drove backwards off a cliff, you might make the news. Yeah. yeah. I like that. But yeah, send us an email and we'll send you an uplifting, sincere message. Or I'll draw you a picture. Yeah, we can. Yeah, with like rainbows in it and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, and kittens. Jeff Goldblum's. MTV turned 40, guys. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. And Carson Daly's. I don't even know how old Carson TV turned 40. You know, he always looked older than he actually was, I think. Well, now he looks way older than he actually I'm gonna is. I'm going to look him up. He is a little puffy now. I just watched the Woodstock 99 documentary, and he was in it. Yeah. And um, I mean, he, he was our afternoons. You get out of school, you go home, watch TRL. Yeah. yeah. Brittany, Christina Aguilera. Woodstock 99 was insane, though. Like, do you remember it at all? Was that the Hell's Angels one where they no, beat a bunch of people? No, that was a different one. Was that with the mud people and they were... This was mud people, and what they found out was that a lot of that mud was actually excrement. Oh, that's right. Ugh. Yeah. Right back to a poop episode. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. So people, there's like tons of pictures of people rolling around in that mud because they're like trying to do what happened on the original Woodstock. but it Which was just, eat shit, it turns out. But mm-hmm. it was just shit. It was just shit. And and it's like, you know, back in 99, they were selling water bottles for $4. That's a lot for a water bottle now. Like, people didn't have water. The heat was insane. A lot of women were getting sexually assaulted. Like, it was just this crazy, you know, how could it not go wrong? Given it was 99, though, it was probably Limp Biscuit played. MTV. Corn. Yeah, but, but... 
it goes into whether you should blame blame the artists or not and and mm. why and it was all like the majority of the audience was just like young white men in their early 20s like frat boys and stuff and people were like why are they so angry why are they so angry and it's like because angry music was popular and raging that's, against the machine that's what mm-hmm. sold hansen so, <laughs> uh the system of a down mm, yeah uh, no, it was Limp like, Biscuit, <laughs> Kid Rock, the Chili Korn, Peppers, probably. Chili Peppers, Chili um, Peppers were Offspring. Were they? Were chili they angry? Peppers, they they were, were, yeah, angry. I mean, they were, they were the They're not angry yeah. in the same way. And they actually like flee from Chili Peppers. He was like, "Hey, you guys, when girls are crowd surfing, they just want to crowd surf. They don't want to get groped by you." Yeah, that's you know. So that was cool that he did freaking that. Freaking rude, but yeah. good for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, Jonathan Davis from Corn, he's actually very well spoken in the documentary and like made a lot of sense and just really put out a, his best performance without trying to like. Did he apologize for calling his band Corn? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the founders of Woodstock 99 were just being ridiculous and they're like blaming the women for getting sexually oh, assaulted and raped because. No. Yeah. Bad. It's bad. Real bad. Real bad. Wow. And they were just saying, like, well, they were walking around with their tops off, so they, you know, that's, they're held so accountable. So were the men. And it, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that's a really sad excuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, and my this is God. the founders, you know? So they had, you know, they talked to the press. They were influential in a They would be way. strung up today. It was ridiculous. But, I mean, the documentary just came out, I think. And so, who knows if they're going to get any backlash, but it's dark, it's bad. But it's also like, you know, I remember watching it on MTV Yeah. when it was happening, and the founders, again, were blaming MTV for bad press when MTV was just like, showing there, what was showing what was happening. That was so. good journalism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some uh, Gen Xers say that uh, MTV not just playing music videos was the fall of civilization. Who says that? What? what? All, all Gen Xers. All Gen Xers. All of them. Yeah. Including Brandy. Brandy, you listening? <laughs> I heard you say that. Did she? Yeah. I don't think she did. Tell her to get on the podcast and prove it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, they started uh, first. So uh, MTV <laughs> 81. debuted in 81 with radio... Yeah. Uh, video, video killed, killed the, the radio, radio star, star, and they, uh, the first thing ever said video on MTV was, "Ladies and gentlemen, star. rock and roll," with a picture of the uh, first uh, U.S. launch to the moon, immediately to be cut off by "Video Killed the Radio Star," as the first ever MTV showcase in which they toted they were a brand that only showed music videos and nothing else. Fast mm. forward to the '90s, Puck. I believe was his name. He was just really taught person. us how much we like to see terrible people. Real I feel world. like that was real world was the beginning of crap reality TV, and it continued to be crap reality TV. Other than I gotta say, we watched Glow It Up today on Netflix. The Glow Up. I mean, I'm not Glow Up. I've been and British Bake Off. I've been watching great. a little bit of Fuckboy Island. Oh, how's oh, that? Jesus. It is so bad. We watched Sexy Beasts. How was that? Do you know what that is? Oh, it's where they they have to wear masks, Uh right? Yeah. It was ridiculous. I'm sure. It was so crazy. Sexy piece. Yeah, it was funny. And they have this, like, very intricate monster makeup on, and every single contestant tries to kiss with, like, all these prosthetics on their faces. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's funny. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, that shit is horrifically addicting somehow. Yeah, for sure. It, well, because I think it just makes you feel like you're not actually doing that bad at the yeah. end of the day. Like, you see these people just doing such extreme things for money, love, 15 minutes of fame. What about Alone? Do you know what that is? The it, show where they're in the woods? The survival yeah. show. Yeah. Didn't a guy, we talked about it on the podcast once, right? Didn't a guy win it and he didn't even know he won it and he, like, didn't really want to leave because he had like a pretty good setup going in like the arctic <laughs> what i was just chilling yeah this guy famously wins alone like three weeks longer than anyone else even out there and they finally had to go get him and when they told him he's like oh, 
can I bring my wife out and like show her all the cool shit I did? I even like have a moose nice. heart that I was gonna like make for her, but I have this like rad camp, and so they brought the wife on a set because he didn't want to leave till he showed her like how well oh, he's living out in the Arctic. You say set, but it's like just it's a they place. drop him in the yeah. woods. Yeah, they drop him in the woods, and he hunted, created his own like whole little. I mean, setup. that's what they all have to do, right? But and he the like the rest one... of them gave up, and he just was yeah. chilling he's like i could do this for another year the latest one <laughs> yeah um that i saw they had to just only last 100 days and then the people who were in the running to win like probably was, because of that guy yeah, yeah. they're like we gotta <laughs> cap this shit yeah they're like we can't film this guy for three years <laughs> well and they don't have a film crew they give them like cameras and yeah. instructions so that they film themselves yeah, like over the go, course gopros of, and stuff yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and um this one woman she was like so ready to stay but then she got really thin and got frostbite really bad and Ugh. they like the medical team were they were like we have to see you because we see you have frostbite and they're like you gotta go so she was you know that happens a lot that sucks but it would have been i think the first woman to win oh rad yeah almost rad yeah yeah it's really impressive it's yeah. really some scary. of them do really bad i think i would last five hours i would probably we're gonna test this theory too <coughs> yeah <laughs> guys starting tonight we're gonna go into henry cal we're gonna we're gonna sleep in the river tonight oh, where it's cold so we can see and then we're gonna then we're gonna book tickets for the arctic <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna practice tonight they've been yeah. the practice new one's like tonight. somewhere in canada see that's not a bad they're flight. on but they're on a the an island or something that's the highest pro- population of bears in the world. Are you talking about Fuckboy Island? Or? No, 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 no. I'm alone. <laughs> I know, I'm joking. Yeah. That's the gay edition that has yeah. the highest amount of bears. Yeah, Fuck Bear Island. Fuck Bear Island. <laughs> nice. I would watch that show in a heartbeat. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Fuck Bear Island. Well, what else you got? Anything? Um... Alicia Montana, who's at least like at least five months pregnant, she won the eight hundred meters in the U.S. Nationals. Well, that's insane. Yeah. How the? How what? If I was eight hundred meters. Yeah. Eight months pregnant. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Wait. What? I mean, she's months an, pregnant. She's an athlete. <clears throat> Here, let me let me see how yeah, pregnant but she was. Still. Eight months pregnant? She's about to pop. There's Let no way. Let me see how pregnant she was. That's, yeah, they tell you to like take it easy. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna run a marathon for the Olympics real quick, and then I'll totally take it easy after that. She's what the 800. So does the baby get a medal too? And the baby's gonna be famous for sure. Yeah, I was in the Olympics once. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. The so um, there's a giant dildo sign which is placed on <laughs> private property. In a Newfoundland town named Dildo. The the name of the town is Dildo. And so Jimmy Kimmel, the late night host, uh, made a sign and got approval to post the sign. Looks very much like the Hollywood sign that says Dildo. As a reminder to the residents uh, where they are. <laughs> <laughs> and people are going from all over the world to climb this super rocky ledge surrounded by thick undergrowth to get a picture next to the Dildo sign. And uh, the town is now urging them to stop because of how dangerous the area in which the dildo sign is. What's it look like? The Hollywood sign? It looks looks like the the Hollywood Hollywood sign. Yeah, but it says dildo. To a T. Nice. With even the offset L in the middle. Love it. And there's pictures even of people, yeah, trying to climb up and get a picture of the dildo sign. And people are getting hurt. And there's a sign... Uh, near the dildo on the way up that says no trespassing private property access to dildo signs strictly prohibited (laughs) violators will be prosecuted and then uh, below that it says erected by local service district of dildo (laughs) (laughs) wow it's good and where's dildo again dildo is in newfoundland oh yeah he also uh kimmel launched a campaign uh to become the mayor of dildo He's really, really yeah. that one out. He really just it. really milking that one for all it's worth. And so are we. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> well, is that gonna do is that gonna do it for us? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think we got it, it yeah. right? Yeah. We ended on a pretty hard note. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey everybody.
good. <laughs> that was actually good. You got me there. This is uh, featuring Jeff Goldblum. Featuring me. And featuring you. And featuring you. Thanks. Featuring all of us, as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of news to get through that one. That was heavy news. And good news. And good news. Next, yeah. next week, I have a surprise for you guys. Okay. Take us the art. We have a special guest next week, too. Okay. Yeah. Hmm? Know who he is. Oh, yes, we yeah. know who he but is. But I have a surprise as well. Ooh. Oh. Can I tell you what the surprise is already? I guess. Yeah. I'm going to come with things to talk about. Oh. <laughs> uh, ladies okay. and gentlemen, if you listen past the exit credits, uh, you would have just heard a blatant lie <laughs> by my brother, Austin Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, I usually just shoot from the hip, but... <laughs> But I like I like the gumption. I'm gonna come yeah. with a loaded gun next time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> In, you know, theoretically, an intellectual. Gun. An intellectual. Well, not intellectual. Okay. It's gonna be some ridiculous shit. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be good. All right. Well. Goodbye. Good night, all. Good night, all.